0: My mentality with this second pregnancy, from talking to other moms, the second baby just slipped right out. It's gonna be so much smoother the second time. And then she's like, you really need to consider a C-section. When he was
1: born, he got stuck. It's called shoulder dystocia.
0: And then she goes and like lists the things that could have happened to Griffin. Brain trauma, brain failure, maybe even death. We have had some secrets.
1: We're sharing some secrets on this episode. <laughs> Hey, before we get started, if you could just leave us a review for our podcast, it would mean the world to us. It's been so much fun reading through reviews. Um, you guys are so, so kind. And leaving a review doesn't take very much time at all. It's literally like five seconds. You can just say, love the podcast and you know tap however many stars you want to tap and you're done. So please re- leave a review. We would really appreciate it. Now on with the episode. What's, What's up, dudes? dudes? And welcome back to the unplanned podcast <laughs> Woohoo! that never gets old really doesn't. You guys, we went to our first NBA basketball game last night.
0: It was so surprisingly fun. We are not sports people.
1: We're really not. We're theater kids at heart, and we had a really good time.
0: I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. I got nervous I- with, when I saw like what you were going to spend on tickets. I was like... yeah. Ooh, i don't know it's, if i'm gonna make it worth it but it's, it was so yeah. fun i want to go to another one
1: it's expensive like playoff tickets are expensive but i feel like it's worth it because the atmosphere at the games is insane like there's a lot on the line if they don't win the game like they might get kicked out of the playoffs and then the, the energy over.
0: was high the
1: energy is very high and it's fun to like jump up and down like every time they score you're like yeah i, told you, you, like, I, stand.
0: I felt like i was on a how to lose a guy in 10 days oh yeah when she's like <laughs> the game's really intense and then she's like can you get me a drink? And he's like, "Yes, one second. It's like the like end oh, of the yeah. game. And she's like, "I'm so thirsty." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is hilarious. Yeah, because
0: I needed snacks and drinks, of course. But. Abby
1: requested that we get a souvenir cup at the game. So we got a souvenir cup, and there was free refills. By the way, when I get, went to get the free refill, the guy gave me a hard time. So I had to go to a different refill station to get a refill. Why yeah. did you say that? He was like, sorry, that's actually... He was like, they lied to you at that stand. It's not a free refill. I'm like, okay, dude. So then I, I went back to the stand that we bought the you drink at. You think that
0: they would be like... I know. Standard we, protocol. We
1: specifically asked for the refillable cup. We we're like, we want the one with free refills. It's gotta refills. come
0: with one free refill if you buy the cup. Yes, it was. Because otherwise, like... there's no benefit. Exactly. Um, honestly, though, I think it's worth it because we've been fighting so much recently. <laughs> 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 we needed a date, and we needed yeah. to shake things up a bit.
1: Totally. Um, it was good. I, I think we just like, we really enjoyed it. Um, I tried not to like. Like, i going to
0: be honest. I think I was mad at you for a whole week straight. Really? Last
1: week. Yeah. Honestly, it wasn't a good week last week. No, last week. That was week. not. That but was, it's a new week. That was a sucky week. New week. New week, new me.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it was your fault.
1: My fault? <laughs> i just not Jeez.
0: I start a whole new fight. But no, truly, it was like a really good thing to like do something totally different. Like how often do we go to a sporting events? Yeah. We don't so it was good and to like I, shake things up
1: and i'm very thankful that you were willing to let me have a babysitter come over and watch her son because abby was like i don't want to leave our, our baby at home and i think like a lot of moms can probably relate to that i'm thinking because for you i think griffin is always on your mind and he's he's on my mind a lot as well but i can i can like you know step away for a few hours and like enjoy a sporting event um it was funny abby looked over at me at one point in the game she's like can i tell you something and i'm only gonna say it once i was like what she's like i miss griffin so much <laughs>
0: i do i miss him right now now. he's in the kitchen (laughs) eating
1: quesadillas he's eating quesadillas in the kitchen no
0: um i'm Uh. just kidding but um well i'm kind of not kidding you know what's weird i was thinking about this in the shower last night i'm like what has made me such an obsessive mom yeah because for the first at like for at least the first six months of his life i wasn't like that really yeah i don't think think so. so no because remember we left for new york literally new year's eve
1: you were, you missed that We kid were gone so much. for
0: 24 hours. I did not feel the same way as really? I do now. I don't know if it's the pregnancy hormones or if it's,
1: oh, true. like, I
0: just have developed so much of a bond with him in the past yeah. months that I'm like, and I think we've built a bond with each other because now he like prefers me. So then I'm like, Dude, if I'm gone, he's it's a, sad. Yeah,
1: he's a mama's boy well, now. Well, he
0: prefers you too. I'm saying he like, he knows us.
1: No, for the first time today, I took him out of your arms and he started crying when I took him out of your arms.
0: That was not the first time that's
1: happened. Really? Really? That was like the fir- the first big time. Like maybe one time he was like, ah, yeah. like he wanted mom. Like he cried. I was like, bro, I'm your dad. What the <laughs> heck? So he's chosen you. He wants you more now. He knows I
0: love him. But I feel so
1: like much. for a while he was a daddy's boy. For a while he he yeah. preferred me, especially like at nighttime.
0: No, it's like what every mom says. He prefers me when he's sad and needs comfort, and he prefers you when he wants to have fun and like oh, laugh.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: For sure. Because even when he's sad, his cry sounds like mama, mum," ma, ma, ma. And when yeah. he's happy, he says dad, dad.
1: Yeah. Dad,
0: dad when he's happy. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. So I feel like that shift really happened, but I let go for the night. I only mentioned him one time. I saw a lot of babies there and it made me want to say something about Griffin, but I didn't because date nights are about us. Yes. And we had fun.
1: So it was interesting. I did a poll today on the Unplanned Podcast Instagram to ask what you guys wanted to know uh, about us for this episode. And, um, you guys said you wanted to know more about, uh, our birth plan and, um, everything to do with that. And also we got some questions. I got a question. Did your birth plan go as planned for Griffin? And I feel like that's the perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today is, is the birth plan for this, this current baby. But, um, with Griffin, things yeah, really did Yeah. Because things didn't... about
0: Griffin's birth are setting a precedent for yeah. baby number two's birth. And I it, keep almost saying his name.
1: And it really didn't go as planned, even though we didn't necessarily have one if that makes sense
0: yeah i feel like we've we kind of talked about griffin's birth in previous episodes So if you want more details on that i think it's like episode two or three
1: yeah but essentially what happened is when he was born he got stuck and the birth canal it's called sh- shoulder dystocia correct yeah. when the baby's shoulder gets stuck behind the pelvic bone of the mother while they're being born and it's really scary because they can't breathe they're they're not able to get oxygen right they're,
0: they can breathe a little bit right i don't
1: think he can breathe i think that's the big scare that's why it was uh. scary um and that's why i was pushed out of the way i was like helping i was helping abby but then it was such like a, a frantic moment that like the nurses were like move dad and then like uh, they didn't like without even really having much time to talk, I, I was pushed out of the way and obviously totally understand. I, I'm glad they shoved me out of the way. I want, I wanted them to help you and help our baby. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a scary moment and his, uh, his shoulder did like have a hairline fracture to it, which luckily it I was guess his heals. collarbone had so the collarbone or shoulder. Yeah, I guess the, co- it the was collarbone. His collarbone. Yeah.
0: So my only plan going into Griffin's birth, because for me, I feel like
1: Griffin's birth or do you mean Griffin's birth? oh from yeah
0: was i was like i mean i think subconsciously i planned to have vaginal birth because i was like there was no reason to think that we were gonna have a c-section with him yeah and so i was like okay well i think that's gonna happen um i think that i'm going to have medication yeah and um i was gonna be induced and Mm -hmm. i think we knew that as it got closer and closer to the end and with his size being large and matt's and his brothers have history of they're, they were big babies. I was a big baby. And, and I was, I'm a petite yeah. person. Like I have a small frame. So I felt comfortable with being induced. I was ready to have this baby. Um, and I felt like the baby was ready to come.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, we never did any birth classes with Griffin. We didn't really do yeah. what a lot of first-time parents do, uh, as far as like reading all these birth plan books and or watching. I don't. I'm sure there's online courses about having a birth plan or meeting oh, with yeah. a, Meeting so with many. a doula. Like we didn't do any of that. We kind of just thought. I mean, I don't know. I mean. If you decide to do that, cool. Like that's totally cool. We just decided. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to be prepared. But what we also noticed is we had we we knew some people that had this whole elaborate plan for how everything was going to happen, and then it was sad to see them be disappointed almost in a way after the birth because the birth didn't go any way any which way. There's a lot of
0: factors with birth that are outside of your control. You just
1: can't control very much.
0: And so I was like, I don't not that it's like, that sounds kind of bad though. Cause it's like, don't plan because you could be disappointed. But yeah. like, I think it's good to come up with a plan. It's really good to be knowledgeable, but it also depends on the person. Because like for me, I wanted to enter the birthing process as calm and as peaceful as yeah. possible. And for me, I'm kind of weird. And the more I know, the more I'm like, oh, now I'm freaked out. Like yeah. I feel like for me, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Yeah. And so I kind of entered Griffin's birth process Pretty blissful. I don't think there was any part of it. I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was ready to meet the baby. And I wasn't really as much thinking about the birth as much as I was thinking about like life with the baby. Yeah. And so I I just was like, oh, you know what? I really trust the team we have at the hospital, things will go as they go.
1: For you, was that the right decision? Like do you are you glad. 100%. Are you glad that we didn't do all this research before? I mean, you obviously want to be informed. We were informed. Like we we knew the basics of how things well, worked out. I
0: knew that every person in that room that was gonna be there was very informed. Yeah. So then I was like I don't need to know everything. And also I wasn't in a state to be making decisions. True. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't wanting to call any shots. Like I wanted to be taken care of because I was in a place where I was like I don't need I just need to focus on my body and like right now. Like yeah. so was the right decision for me
1: yeah and it sucks it also sucks like again everyone can do whatever they want to do and that's your decision but for us like I kept hearing stories of people who might have done like a water birth and then they like started to go for it but then then you have to rush the a hospital because something goes wrong or the baby's not coming out or it's just like not a fun situation to be so I was glad that we like with the decision we made you know we were in a hospital people knew what was going on and when this shoulder dystocia thing happened luckily the doctors and nurses knew what to do um because i don't i i had no idea i didn't I even know what that like, was i still i'm still don't fully understand what shoulder well, dystocia is I feel is. like
0: i'm treading on like tricky grounds here but, because yeah. birth has so many fields of thought and yep. i think it's so personal to each person and i'm like do whatever you want to do if you yeah. like however way you want to go about it go about it yep you know um so like I respect everyone's decision. For me yeah. personally, I wanted to be in the hospital felt good about that. And um I felt personally good about being induced. I felt good about all those I felt good about the epidural, felt good about all of it. So, um Well, I
1: think if you were if you wouldn't have been induced, I think you would have had to have get, gotten an emergency C-section with that first pregnancy.
0: With how things went with the birth, I feel like 100%.
1: Like you know, he was a big baby and, you're, and you're a little lady. You're yeah. so little.
0: Which doesn't mean it's not possible, but it has a lot to do with like your structure and I think that because of the way my and you couldn't know before mm-hmm. but like because of the way my bones were in my pelvis that yeah. he got stuck. So, Griffin did get stuck briefly. Um just his shoulders, so his head was out and the shoulders were stuck and it was an intense moment. I don't remember it super well. I feel like mentally mm-hmm. I like separated. It yeah. felt like it was like not long, like less than 60 seconds. Yeah. Wouldn't you say?
1: With him being stuck, oh, yeah, it was not super long.
0: And I think that they had a hard time, like, getting you out of the way because you were so locked in on uh, me. yeah. Like, dude, and it was an intense moment. That was just, like,
1: a blur. What was like, it
0: like for you? Because you saw everything.
1: Dude, um, I think it was just information overload for me. Like, it was just all happening so fast. Um, did and, you know
0: something was wrong?
1: Yeah, I did. Especially when I got pushed out of the way. I was like, frick. Like, something, something's going on. Yeah. But I, I don't think... Griffin wasn't stuck for that long, luckily. No. Like, they got him out pretty soon. And they, they really went to work. Yeah, like, so they, what
0: they did is they, like, basically, like, put my legs, like, way up. Yeah. And then, every like, a bunch of nurses came and, like, pushed on my belly. And then, like, Scary. basically ejected him. Yeah. And um, thankfully, once they, like, intervened, it went really... My doctor said everything after that went really smoothly. Yeah. Like, nothing traumatic happened to my body. Like, I mean, I tore, but that mm-hmm. happens like it wasn't anything serious with that Griffin was okay he had a hairline collarbone fracture like any and nothing was like serious like he was yeah. fine they didn't have to do any interventions on him afterwards like everything worked out but um you know there are some situations where that happens and the outcome can result in some more scary results yeah and um that's kind of like what i heard going into the 24 week appointment
1: yeah so here's the deal you guys um abby is (laughs) so close to the third trimester now are you Mm -mm. wait i thought it's 27 weeks that you're in the third or is it 28
0: i think it's 28
1: dude we're we're less than a month away i'm two weeks away we're yeah oh wait
0: no no no. less than a month three weeks
1: you're so so close and so abby had the 24 week appointment that's almost two weeks ago now right yeah and Mm -hmm. with that appointment we got some We got some big news. So
0: basically, I went, I've never gone to a baby appointment alone.
1: Well, yeah, let's talk about that because Griffin was unfortunately sick um, and he was sick because I got him sick and I got him sick because Abby got me sick. So (laughs) our whole entire family got sick. It was all going around. I've heard of so many people getting sick recently. I don't know. Yeah. Sickness is in the air. Okay, so our whole family got sick. And so we
0: didn't want to bring Griffin into the appointment. Yeah. And, and we a, didn't want to get him a sitter.
1: And I, it was a bummer because that was the first pregnancy appointment that I ever missed.
0: You right? did miss.
1: Wait. I the missed second the other, baby. Shoot. With the second baby, things are changing. I did miss one already. You're right. This is the second appointment that I've missed. Yeah. Because with that one, I was busy trying to get our luggage back after we traveled in from. Yeah. We had a whole fiasco with our luggage getting stuck uh at the airport because then we we flew into tucson on um by accident or not by accident there was a there was a storm we couldn't land in phoenix we landed in tucson we drove we rented a car drove home anyway it's a long crazy story we actually made a vlog about that i think the vlog is titled getting our life back together anyway that whole thing happened i did miss a pregnancy appointment and
0: you know what it's really fine because like i feel like having pregnancies so close together i'm like pals with everyone in the office i know the drill i feel like way comfortable in there It's just more like if it's an ultrasound, like, of course, I want you to be there for an ultrasound to see the baby. But like this one was just a routine, like they weigh you, they measure your belly, they send Mm -hmm. you on your way. Or so I thought. So I go in, I get weighed, and then I'm just waiting for the doctor. And this is the same doctor that delivered Griffin. Mm -hmm. And we've known from the very beginning that. This woman, I feel like is good in a crisis. Like the situation with Griffin, like the, the shoulder, shoulder dystocia, she was calm, collected. She got it taken care of quickly. Yeah. And like, I felt really safe with her there and yeah. that, and like during the birth, it was amazing. Now the appointments leading up, I wouldn't say she's the most what, fluffy person. Well, what would you I- say? Like, she's not like warm and cozy.
1: Yeah I I think there's a big difference like you want your doctor to be a good freaking doctor like it doesn't matter if they're like all super warm and cozy and like bubbly right because someone could be all warm and cozy and bubbly but suck as a doctor you don't. you don't want that person to be a doctor I'd much rather
0: have her be the way that she is she's
1: good like she's she's a very good doctor
0: but then most of the time I prefer for a nurse practitioner to do the appointments because (laughs) then I can like ask all my silly questions or like any like little concern I feel comfortable presenting to the nurse practitioner whereas our doctor I'm like a little bit more hesitant because I'm like yeah I don't want to bother her. Which you not know? to
1: say, I'm sure there's doctors out there that are very good at being doctors and also like, like very the bedside warm. manner. And and yeah, very like warm and cozy and bubbly and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm sure those people out there exist. But it just happens that Abby's She's doctor. very direct. Yeah, it's just very like, hey, this is just how what's going to happen. And I and, am
0: not a direct person at all. Like, you'll never find me be blunt. Really, which at is any-
1: which is actually funny enough. I think that's a cause for some conflict in our marriage because I, like when I get feedback, I love receiving oh, feedback yeah, hate like, it. hey Matt, um, you could do this better, change this. Like I, I do like encouragement, but I, I just like people to tell, tell it to me straight. With Abby, if Abby's like, hey Matt, um, can you take a look at this TikTok that I made? And I'll be like, yeah, this is great, but I would change this, this, and this. And she's no, no, like, you no, no. She's like, You, you hate never
0: it. say this is great first. You're always, you get oh, two seconds right. in the video I, and it's like, I wouldn't do that.
1: You're right. You're right. I you're not good at giving I it. work. I work. I need to keep working on making sure I use the poop sandwich method, which yes. is where with a poop sandwich, you say a kind thing first, then you give your critiques and then you end with a kind thing.
0: Also, I think I'm good at taking criticism from other people, but just not my Are husband.
1: You? Actually, yeah. Be- better than me. You don't. I think for me, you don't want me to give any criticism at all. You yes. really just want encouragement. Even if you're asking for criticism, I think you're really just saying, flatter me. Tell me nice things. Which is
0: what I do to you.
1: No, but I actually. The thing is, I really want you to give me real like feedback but and you're criticism. you husband,
0: and I just want to lift nope, you up. No, I know.
1: I that was just really nice, but I want you to give me re- real feedback. Like, I I love I love constructive criticism.
0: But um, anyway,
1: how did we get here? Our
0: doctor did not deliver a poop sandwich that <laughs> she day. She Did
1: not deliver a poop she sandwich. She just did,
0: gave me poop on a platter. <laughs> she, gave, she
1: gave you poop on a platter. So so you. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Why are you laughing so much at that?
1: The way you said that was just so funny. She did
0: not give me a poop sandwich. She gave me poop on a silver platter. And, and um
1: essentially she just walked in there and was like, hey, we're going to have to do a C-section. And you're just like, no. what? Like walk, walk me through that.
0: Yeah. So she just like comes in. She's like, you know, your husband was a large baby. Griffin was on the bigger side. Um, this baby's already measuring big.
1: Did my mom say that I was nine pounds? I, f- I think I was like yeah, 9 you were pound- over 9 pounds. Was I like nine two or nine four?
0: You were over a 9-pound baby, but your brothers were My both brothers over were ten, 10 pounds. Yeah.
1: So, so I, I was have- the runt. I was the little baby at 9 pounds, 2 ounces.
0: <laughs> um, and so she was like, you know what? People, small ladies deliver large babies all the time. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more factors yeah. than size involved. Totally. But um. Anyway, so she comes in, she's like, Griffin, you know, Griffin had shoulder dystocia. And then she goes and like lists all of the things that could have happened to Griffin. What did she say? Because of shoulder dystocia. She like mentioned brain trauma, like brain damage. Yeah.
1: Was well, probably the oxygen. If and, you if you don't get oxygen I mean, fast she enough. was like
0: listing the things that could have gone wrong, like very, like very, very major
1: and when you, when you first called and talked to me about all this, I think you were really shaken up. So I was trying to just be an encourager. Well, yeah. Cause, but can you walk me through, now that it's been a little bit of time, can yeah. you walk me through, like, what all did she actually say? Because I... Well, I, I don't
0: remember everything because I was just kind of like, I feel like in my mind, she was literally like... Your baby could have had brain trauma, brain failure, maybe even death. Like she like...
1: She, be- she did mention death? I don't know. I okay. feel like
0: my brain kind of just over... It was
1: just like an information overload. It was
0: information overload. Okay. So she was just listed all these super scary things that could have happened yeah. potentially. Yeah. And thank goodness they didn't. Which I, th-
1: I think she was just wanting to inform you. I think she was just wanting you to be aware of that information. It was a fact. It yeah. wasn't like... But, uh, it, but, but, but no poop sandwich was used.
0: No poop sandwich was used. And then I think... I just, like, got quiet. Yeah. Like, I was just kind of, like, silent. And then I was, like, okay. And then she's, like, basically, she's, like, so then that means that... She's, like, well, did you deliver him early? I was, like, yeah, upon your recommendation. Like, I was induced at 39 weeks. And then she's, like, well, I can't induce you any earlier. Which I wasn't Mm -hmm. asking to be induced earlier. But, like, that would be the other... Like, I think in the past, like, your mom was induced quite a bit earlier than 39 weeks because of the baby's size. Yeah. And, um... They don't – they just don't do that. They want the baby to stay cooking as long as possible. Yeah. They're safest in there and they're developing and that's really important. And so anything before 39 weeks would not be like safe for the baby unless there's like, you know, other circumstances mm-hmm. involved.
1: Did you cry? Like when she was – My voice started getting shaky, shaky
0: when she was like talking about like everything that could have happened to Griffin because I was like, yeah. oh, like that's the worst thing. Like yeah. as a parent, think something could have, you know – gone like happened to your baby so now my voice like started getting shaky and then she's like so like i would feel like we she's like i think that her phrasing was like you really need to consider a Mm c-section yeah and i was like so shocked by that for some reason and i think like my mentality with this second pregnancy while i do feel like i had minor birth trauma from the first birth yeah my thinking was like from talking to other moms They always said, like, the second baby just slipped right out. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, well, like, it's going to be so much smoother this second time. I forgot
1: about that. Yeah.
0: So then I was, like, thinking that this wouldn't be, like, I definitely wasn't anticipating that. Yeah. I was thinking, like, okay, my doctor would think, like, okay, now that we've had, she's had one baby, like, the second baby will be a lot smoother. Yeah. But then the fact that she had, like, a lot of concerns about the birth Mm -hmm. for the second baby kind of, like, threw me off. And then I was, like, surprised and caught off guard and then also scared because of everything she was saying. And so then I was, like, okay, um, all right. And then I think she could tell I was, like, a little bit, like, taken aback slash, like, not happy with that. Yeah. And so she was, like, well, I mean, you, it's up to you ultimately, yeah. like, whatever you want to do. And then I was, like, well, the only thing I really care about is that my baby is yeah arrives safely and healthy and then i also know there's so many moms that deliver their babies via c-section so i was like Mm -hmm. i know that it's going to be safe for me and so i was like well the only thing that matters is that the baby comes safely she's like yeah so we'll keep monitoring it but um we just need to start that conversation now so
1: (laughs) why why did that have to happen at the okay the not the one appointment but the second appointment that i missed Like, one of the few appointments that I'm not at. Why did that conversation happen without me there? Like
0: I think you would have been a lot uh, better at, like, asking questions. Whereas, like, I was too afraid to ask questions because I thought that I would cry. Really? Because I was just feeling so taken Mm -hmm. aback. And, like, now being at this place two weeks later, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever. You know, maybe I have one. Maybe I don't. Likely it looks like I might.
1: Yeah. Because...
0: Like, I just want the baby to be safe, arrive safely. Yeah. And, you know, if that means also that the baby can stay in the womb longer to continue to, like, develop, mm-hmm. then, of course, I'm, I'm down well, for yeah, that.
1: yeah, do they do C-sections early or I on, don't really know. at 40 weeks? I don't really know. I think
0: they m- I don't know.
1: What's nice, too, I guess, like... Have
0: you officially made your decision to do a C-section? Not officially. Okay. But I think that You're it's leaning. like looking like that would be yeah. the case because it's like none of the risk factors are going to change for the second baby because my bones yeah. aren't going to change. Yeah. You know, and you are at an increased risk for it to happen again. Yeah. The baby's already measuring large again. So it's just like I don't I don't yeah. see any of those risk factors changing um, unless I talk to her more and I feel like basically i'm just someone i'm like i'm gonna take my doctor's recommendation
1: yeah have you have you done some of your own research i think you were looking some so i started up. to do some
0: of my own research okay. and i'm definitely going to continue to do that i have time i'm like yeah. at the time of filming this i'm 26 weeks so yeah. i have time crazy
1: dude <laughs> we're so close
0: i know but there's still time to do research and i've already started so it's like the more i learn about it the more i'm like you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: no one knows how they were delivered Like really, unless you ask, like it doesn't. That's true. It doesn't really make. And no one knows how a mom delivered her baby either. Just by like, it's like it's birth is birth and it can look a lot of different ways. Totally. And I think I, even though I went in with an open mind, I still had these preconceived, like in my head, I was still like, but I'll deliver vaginally. And then now I'm like, wait, what? Why am I so thrown off by this? But it's like, because Mm -hmm. I didn't actually have like as open of a mind as I thought. Totally. You know? So, that's what it's looking like now. Um, upon hearing that no- news on that day, tears.
1: Yeah, I remember. So, I got a, <laughs> I got a phone call from Abby and she was just bawling. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And you were trying to like get your words out and talk to me. Um, well, the first
0: thing I said was, the baby's healthy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like, everything's okay. With the baby. I was like, okay, good. Yeah. And, and I remember you saying to me, I feel bad for being so upset Mm -hmm. because our baby's like so healthy and Mm -hmm. like, I need to be thankful for that, which is, which is valid. Like, I think it's, it's important to recognize like the
0: worst thing would have been hearing something's wrong with the baby.
1: Totally. But I think your, your, your feelings were still valid in that your expectations for what the birth would look like, the birth plan, whatever, even though we don't have like a true, our, our birth plan was so loose. It was, it was such just like a, Hey, we'll just go in and do this regular vaginal delivery. That was flipped upside down though, because mm-hmm. it was told, hey, you probably shouldn't do a vaginal delivery. I think
0: also the background of having just gone through a major like abdominal surgery with I had a double hernia repair yeah. at, between the two pregnancies, I was like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to go through that recovery again because I think the recovery from the double hernia repair was
1: mm-hmm. way
0: harder than my recovery postpartum. Yeah. Also, for me in general, like the idea of surgery, I'm like, I don't know why I'm just like, oh, I don't love it because especially surgery I'm going to be awake for.
1: That is weird. I don't understand why with C-sections, they can't just put you fully out. I'm sure there's some reason. I'm I'm sure we could just Google it and find out. But that is interesting to me that you have this massive surgery and you're awake. Like there's just a sheet in front of you and you can feel your body like moving and stuff. Yeah. That's so interesting. I
0: don't like love that. And they like take your organs out and like rip your abdomen. I
1: mean, the people that do these surgeries have done it. No. And that's the thing. I'm like,
0: they, they know what they're doing. And like so many people get C-sections. So I'm like it's gonna be fine. Like, but I was just like, oh gosh, like that's, and here, here's ultimately what it boils down to is that like, I thought that I could enter the second birth with confidence knowing I've done this before, but this doesn't feel like anything I've done before. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, I'm starting at square one again when it comes to the birthing process, you know? Yeah. And postpartum process, because that's something else I've been looking at a lot is like, what is, postpartum recovery like Mm -hmm. from a c-section because it's got to be pretty different
1: yeah and i've I've heard it sucks i've heard it's not fun but i i will say you had a lot of people though when you had your hernia surgery reaching out and saying hey by the way i feel for you because hernia surgery recovery was even worse than recovery from a c-section is what a lot of people told you right oh yeah yeah so i think like knowing that you can do a, a hernia like a hernia repair recovery you had a double hernia repair so i think knowing that you can get through that I think you got this. It's
0: not like I feel fear, really. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, oh, it's whatever it is. It's whatever is whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that it just is a bummer that I thought I could enter this with like some, like I said, like some confidence. Whereas yeah. it's like, it's not that I don't feel confidence that like I, I don't have the confidence that comes from someone that's, you know, lived and experienced before. It's just like I have confidence just in the medical team mm-hmm. and, um, you know, technology.
1: Hey, real quick, if you could please leave our podcast a review, it would mean the world to us. It only takes just a couple of seconds, and you can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to our podcast on. Seriously, guys, it helps push it out to a lot more people, and it really, really does help us, so we'd really appreciate it. And if you're driving right now, please do not leave review while you're driving. You can just like like pull over or something. Just don't, please don't be unsafe. Um, we'd really appreciate your help in pushing the podcast out to more people. And now, back to the episode, or you could even like share it with a friend hey yeah could you share this with a friend okay thanks back to the episode
0: there's no set decisions but I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just kind of like flustered
1: I think okay I I truly believe that everything's going to be okay regardless like it will be like with whichever decision you decide to make I think everything's gonna be okay so um that's good but it definitely is important to to take a doctor's advice seriously like I, I think sometimes we can think, oh, I, I feel a certain way. Like I, I don't know. It's it's yeah. probably best just to to go with a medical expert's um, advice because they've they've gone to school for that. And like, what the what the freak do we know, honestly? Not right? Exactly. Like, like we're
0: <laughs> it's just hard because I feel like there is like a little bit of like shame.
1: Shame attached. You to feel it. you feel shame for doing a C section.
0: I personally don't think I do, but I feel like I feel the effects of like a culture of
1: really people. So you, that- you feel like oh, you didn't have your birth uh naturally or like uh, vaginally then you didn't give birth it's to like baby. you feel like
0: you missed out on like a stage of motherhood
1: that's what so is that where the emotions came from when you were told i guess you i'm should...
0: crying now but like i yeah. guess maybe i yeah. don't know
1: <laughs> i'm sorry
0: i don't really know why i'm crying i think it's just hormones but yeah but like i didn't have like that experience with griffin really either so yeah i'm I sorry <laughs> i did not expect to cry
1: no, I I think I'm I'm so sorry like that I I don't even I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that feels like to want to deliver just like the regular way I guess and then being like to feel that you're told, "Oh, you can't do that. Sorry." Like I don't I don't know what that's like.
0: Well, like they didn't say I couldn't do it, but I think it was just like I don't know it. Maybe it's just comparison. Like we should never compare like my experience with somebody else's experience or like
1: like this in your or mind, my
0: experience with my previous experience in your mind,
1: are you being, like is, is there a voice in your mind that's like, oh, you're less of a mother because you're not doing,
0: I sure hope not, but I don't know if you were to really deep dive into my psyche. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that way truthfully, but like, I just feel like because there's so much pressure to like do things in a natural way. Oh, like some- in our,
1: in our modern movement of like moving to natural. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's like I already know that I'm not going to read the comments on this podcast because I know that there's going to be, like, a lot of people that are against epidurals or inductions or C-sections yeah. or, like, tell me, like, your body was made to do this so, like, you shouldn't need a C-section or things like that. I don't know. So.
1: It, I think I think there's a lot of opinions on this topic. And I think it's because.
0: It's hard. Like, everybody,
1: most people go through this. and Like, everyone goes through this in some way or another because either – Everyone's people, been born. Exactly. Everyone's <laughs> been born. So everyone's had a mother. Everyone's had, you know, family members yeah. or friends or colleagues or somebody that they know go through this. So I think that's why everybody has an opinion. And I think that's why it can be so toxic at times when like when feel- you get like, uh, for instance, like parenting advice, like we will show our family and then people will give us unsolicited advice about our family and how to parent our kids. Yeah. And it's like, well, we didn't ask you, you know, we didn't ask for your opinion. So. Well, and
0: here's the thing is everyone is entitled to have their own opinion and I'm sharing it on the internet. So they're entitled to have their own opinion on totally. my own opinion. Oh,
1: everyone is definitely but entitled to that.
0: I think that...
1: Whether or not you have a C-section, <laughs> C-section has no bearing on your I value know, as a I mother. Know, I know, like, like you are just as much of a, an amazing mom getting it, getting it, going through a vaginal birth... Or a C-section. Both also have or their challenges, too. Or as an adoptive
0: mom who don't yes. experience the birth process at all. Yeah, you're like, still a
1: mom. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So it's just like, and I know all that stuff. I think that...
1: Your value as a mom is not dependent on the way that you bring a baby into the world.
0: Exactly. And yes. I know that. I, I truly do know that. It's so weird. Like, I don't even know why I'm just, like, getting upset about it. But it's... It's so weird. I
1: will say it did, it did shock me. I think when you yeah. were really emotional about it... I, I think it did shock me. It
0: sh- I shocked myself being emotional about yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, wait, why do I like care so much?
1: Yeah. But also I think sometimes I forget that like...
0: Hormones are crazy.
1: Hormones are crazy. Like yeah. you, you woke up from a nap the other day <laughs> and you woke up from the nap bawling. And I was like, wait, 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 what's wrong? And you were just... I didn't know. I think you were just sleepy. And I think like... You didn't know how to feel, and I think you were just so over it and you I think you felt really uncomfortable that day too. You might have had a headache that day. So yeah, you just sometimes
0: didn't. it's just like it all piles up and then I can only yeah. cry. Yeah. Hormones are so wild. They're so, and you know what actually takes me <laughs> what? off.
1: What? What? What are you gonna this say? This is
0: probably what last <laughs> week was about. What? I'm allowed to talk about hormones, Matt. You're not allowed to talk about hormones.
1: Oh. When
0: you're like, oh, you're hormonal, I'm like Literally sends shivers down my spine. I
1: listened to a video about how to. <laughs> what
0: did you do? I was do? like,
1: I was like, okay, we we need to. This is we're going back to our fight from last week. It's like we need to we something needs to change. Okay. I don't even think there was was one specific fight last week. I think it was a series of, it was a series of unfortunate events is what it was. (laughs) But I was watching a video on YouTube. I like to just like listen to like podcast clips and just like, I listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube. Honestly, that's where I get my podcasts. But I was listening to a, um, a video about like a dad, like giving, giving dad advice. And it was like, it was really, really good advice. And something he said was like, don't take it personally. And it's like, at, hard. I, I, it's hard because like, I think if someone's like a butt cheek to you, I'm not referring to Are our marriage. Are no, I'm, not, I'm not calling you a butt <laughs> cheek, but just like in life in general, like say someone, just some random person being mean to you. Don't take it personally because like, you don't know what's going on in their day. You don't know what's going on with their hormones. You don't know if they just found out that their dad died. You don't know. You don't know what the freak's going on. And with you as my wife, like, even though it takes a, it takes a, you have to take a stance of humility mm-hmm. and selflessness and you have to just like. You have to just say, okay, I know that this someone yelling in my face might make me mad or like someone saying sassy so like being told something sassy could hurt my feelings, but with with what you're going through, you're going through a lot, you're going a baby, I can't take it personally if something happens, even if you, if you make a sassy comment, if you, I don't know what whatever it may be, don't take it personally and I and I thought that was really good.
0: Well, and I think I could exercise restraint more sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it just feels like When you're pregnant, like, you're going through a conflict, like, within your own body all day. And so then if anything else goes wrong, you're like, and now this.
1: Yeah. Also, (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking about this, Abby, because this guy was saying, don't take it personally. And he was also, I don't know if this is the right wording, but he basically was saying, like, you're the problem. Like all these issues that you want to blame on other people, he was like, You're the problem. Like it's easier to fix yourself. It's easier to change yourself um, than to change other people. So if you can change yourself and your outlook and your perspective, then you're gonna be happier. And imagine and if I we thought, both
0: thought that we were the problem.
1: Exactly. If we both just take on this this view of like, I'm the problem, don't take it personally. I think we would just be way happier.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it takes humility and it takes selflessness to have that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when you have two people in a marriage doing that, I think it leads to a much happier marriage. Mm-hmm. Um but It's It's like we have three
0: people, though, because we have me, you, and the pregnancy. That's true. Because I I don't want to claim everything that pregnant Abby does Um, when she cries after a nap or when she has a temper tantrum.
1: But it was so funny hearing (laughs) this guy say, you're the problem. Don't take it personally. I'm like, that is so different than our culture right now. Like, our culture right now is like
0: everyone else is the problem everyone else is
1: the problem society is the problem your parents are the problem your friends the problem like like you i'm so sorry what you've been through like all it's the world that is is making your decisions for you
0: that's interesting because in psychology remember learning about the locus of control what is that like the i'm okay wow i don't actually know a lot about this but i remember them saying like you could have an internal locus of control where it's like This these all the problems I'm experiencing I can Yes. I can problem solve and fix yes. them. If you have an external locus of control, it leads to like mental illness because it's yes. like imagine feeling like, you know, there's everything wrong and there's nothing and I can can't do, do about anything it.
1: About it. Yes. And
0: so it's like kind of like learned helplessness maybe. Yes. And it's like, oh, like I can't I can't and so yeah, that's interesting.
1: No, it's really interesting. And I think um it's it's fascinating because I think culture in the past has had a very, very harsh view of that. I think like our parents and our grandparents were probably told, you're the problem, it figure up. it out, suck it up. Yeah. And so they had this very hard view to one side. And now I think to balance that out, our culture is like, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. You, you, don't, you don't need to take responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. It's other people's fault. Like your decisions are not your own. And so people feel they can just play the blame game and blame everyone else except for themselves, and I think both are equally wrong. I think we need to find a middle ground, right? That's I with think most issues. Exactly, and I love like Aristotle was. A, I'm sorry, I'm talking about philosophy now. Aristotle was a philosopher that talked about how balance is like the most important thing in life. Um, I, yeah. I, I forget it's been a lot a while since I had my philosophy balance class Balance is my in, word in of twenty twenty three. But look, balance is so important because if you if you go too far to the side of everyone else is the problem, not me that's so unhealthy and if you go too far to the side of like i'm the only one like it's all my fault you gotta you gotta go to a a middle ground and so i think what i realized is like i'm blaming i'm blaming you too much i'm blaming external factors too much i need to freaking take on full responsibility and just be like i i I need to you know (laughs) i don't want to use appropriate inappropriate words but i gotta suck it up and uh just what were you
0: about
1: to say i was gonna say balls i was gonna be like i need to grow some balls balls. i need to grow some balls And just be like, I'm the problem. Don't take it personally, okay, Matt. Okay,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's interesting. You know yeah. when you were talking about like when someone's like everyone else is the problem. Like, what was me? Doesn't like everyone say that these you days? Know what kind of made me think about was what? my Starbucks adventure last week. What happened? Remember I told you I went to Starbucks to get oh a chai gosh. latte. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep it short oh because I truthfully, I have no idea what's going on in this woman's life. Yeah. Like I wish her well. She probably does. Um, but she's experiencing a rough patch. Yeah. So, um but okay, and it was true. like, you don't, we don't
1: know if she has mental illness. We don't know if she like, we don't know what her life story is. You're no. right.
0: So, yeah. And, but what happened was I was at Starbucks working so I was there for like a decent amount of time, like a couple hours. And I was just drinking my chai latte. And when I walked in, there was a woman that was sound asleep um, next, like at a table. Yeah. She didn't appear to be homeless. Um, I don't know what's going on in her life. But she did have like a huge suitcase. So she looked honestly like a tired traveler. Like she was clean, well-fed, like things. She looked okay. and um, But just sound asleep. And finally, after about 30 minutes, a manager walks over and is like, ma'am, can you please – um, like, it's, it's you can't sleep in here. Like, you mm-hmm. need to take it somewhere else. Yeah. And she immediately got really disruptive, like, yelling at the manager, like, blaming yeah. everything else that, like, on, like, her sleeping. Like, so everything, everything was, like, making her mad. And she was, you know, throwing insults at the manager, throwing, like – making accusations at him and like the the Starbucks itself like she wasn't being appropriate like the way she was handling it and so then he was like finally like they went back and forth for so long he just walks away and he's like you need to leave and finally she like makes her way to leave and as she's exiting the Starbucks I mean, I don't think there's one person in the Starbucks that would think that this fall was a real fall. Yeah. She executed the most dramatic fall outside this, like, leaving, like, the, the doorway. You know, the, the suitcases on the ground. She's, like, laying there, won't move, <laughs> wailing. like.
1: Did she, like, chuck her stuff everywhere No, she visit- fell? Yeah.
0: Like, there's and no just visible like injuries. She's wailing. And she's saying that the she's making accusations about the Starbucks. She's blaming oh the my, workers. Like, trying to, like,
1: threaten to sue or something. She,
0: yeah, she was making threats. And then she demands free drinks and food. While she's on the floor. While she's on the so ground. The manager,
1: doesn't the manager say, I'm going to call uh, an ambulance. He's like, this
0: looks serious. I'm going to call an ambulance. And then she gets so mad that he's going to call an ambulance. And he's like, ma'am, like... I don't know how you're going to... If you're not able to get up, then you need an ambulance because she won't get up either. And she's blocking the entrance that people can't come in. Finally, they coax her to sit in a chair, prop her legs up. They give her an ice pack. There's no visible injuries, which... is the most ridiculous Because the story. fall was so this dramatic. Makes me, this
1: makes me so mad at and our generation. And they start
0: bringing her all these free things. Gosh. And she was threat making threats the whole time. Even though they did everything she wanted, she was making threats. And I was like, that just reminded me of that.
1: That just makes Sorry. me... I- I,
0: I hope she gets to a place where she doesn't feel yeah. the need to do that.
1: I don't like it when like older people make fun of our generation or like the younger generation's so crappy. But like that right there is that that pisses me off.
0: It was a little bit. It was a bit dramatic.
1: <laughs> just just being dramatic and trying to act like you're not the problem just so that you can It get, was
0: entitlement is entitlement. what it was. Like, she I, I just thought like, that she could get everything yes. for free. I
1: I don't like entitlement <laughs> and I love when people take... Um, take self responsibility mm-hmm. and, and and just grow up and I I don't know. I'm And inspired. then she
0: sat there and did all her whole makeup as she Yeah. Did I tell you that next? She did her I makeup
1: left, she was drinking her free drinks and doing her makeup. She was drinking
0: her free drinks Gosh. and then doing a full face of makeup sitting there.
1: What? I was
0: like, What? She really just made this Starbucks her home. In which everything in the fridge was hers and she was comfortable. Anyway, Gosh. where did we go from this? So we were talking we, about
1: well, we have some exciting news that we haven't shared. Is that we we have some helpers moving in with us <laughs> coming soon yeah. to help with the two babies because we're gonna we're gonna have our hands full.
0: Yeah. So postpartum, I, from what I've looked up, re- recovery from a C section is longer. Yeah. Than um, a vaginal delivery, and so I was feeling like a little bit overwhelmed with, re- yeah. with recovery. But, 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 we've but then
1: plan- we planned this for a while. Though. But then we've I remembered that
0: yeah. we have had some secrets.
1: Some secrets. We're sharing some secrets on this episode.
0: (laughs) It's a secret. Should we we whisper it? We're incredibly grateful because my parents are moving in with us. Abby's parents
1: are moving in with us. They're moving in in June
0: and baby's coming in August. And we are so truthfully excited.
1: Isn't our podcast studio literally going to be their living room?
0: We're gonna have to do some remodeling. Wait, I
1: gotta I gotta take a video for the viewers right now. This is so funny. Right now, <laughs> we've got like junk everywhere. This is, you know, our, we need to our get a storage unit and camera equipment, but right now we have like all this stuff over on the like, side. I don't even
0: know whose mattress that is.
1: I don't know whose mattress that is either. So anyway, we uh we'll we'll clear this up for Do you actually em.
0: know the story behind that mattress? I don't
1: know the story behind the mattress.
0: It arrived in our pod to our house with a mattress pad on it and it okay. had period blood on it.
1: That is Wow. Okay. It wasn't let's, mine. Because let's donate I it. never had. Anyway, a uh, of- we have all this stuff over here, but we're gonna make space for Abby's grandparents because they're. I mean, Abby's parents who are Griffin's grandparents, and our future ba- and our future second baby's grandparents. So
0: yeah, I think we we need extra hands, and yeah. um, we are in we are just like so grateful that we are in a position where they are willing to come and like actually live with us. It it's, makes us so yeah. happy because no, there's no better person. To watch our children than our own parents. Yes. When it, we can't. Like obviously we wanna be, we're the primary caregivers of our kids.
1: And what I love too, Abby, is when you were a kid, <clears throat> you would go over to your grandparents' house yes. on Friday or Saturday night. Saturday
0: nights? Friday nights. Every
1: single Friday night, even through high school, right?
0: Yeah, unless I was like hanging out with friends. That's crazy. We would spend the night at our grandparents' house and we had just like the closest relationship. And that with them. was your
1: parents' date night, and so we're gonna have to do that same thing. It'll I think so it's nice.
0: gonna be so Honestly, I just, like, love having lots of people in our house. And you know what? It's a recent thing. It's really a Western culture thing to not... The more I'm I'm reading that book, Hunt, Gather, Parent. Yes. And the more I'm reading that, I'm realizing, like, Western culture, we've somehow adopted this, like, very individual mindset where, like, when it comes to parenting specifically, it's, like, we make it extra hard on ourselves. I don't
1: like that. Like, why can't we do more things as, as a community? Yeah, it does take a village to raise a kid.
0: And there's so many... It's, like, why the people that know the least about parenting are the ones that are expected to take on 100% of it.
1: Well, I think we're just happier. Like I think if we live life in a community, we're just so much happier. I I've spent so many days now that we like content creation is our job. And so like I've spent so many days where I don't leave the house and I just sit and edit and like it can after a while it gets depressing. Like I'm, I'm pretty content being, being alone. I love having big ideas and seeing my big ideas come in, come to fruition. It's, it's really fun to, work on a video that you really are passionate You're about. You're a visionary. I love it, yeah, I love it. I love being a creative, but like, if I'm isolated for too long, it's depressing. And so I, I'm I'm so excited to have your parents in our house. Like it, people have asked me, are you? How do you feel about like your in-laws living with you? Yeah,
0: most husbands would not be really stoked about their in-laws moving in.
1: But I also do think our house sets us up for success in that we have a wing of our house. There's two rooms. This room, which is our podcast studio, and then there's a bedroom right behind the wall that I'm facing right now. It's um, a wing
0: makes it sound like
1: it's not a wing. It's really just massive, massive a, but no, no, there no. is
0: a there's two a separate, separate like area like living room. Yeah,
1: so we have two rooms in our house that we really have not been using. And those two rooms will become Abby's parents' like mm-hmm. space, which will be nice that we have our own space and we don't get in each other's hair. Um, and I'm hoping that that can work out for a long time. That yeah. They
0: live out of state right now. So yeah. I have not lived in the same state as my parents since I was 18.
1: Holy frick, dude. We're almost 20. I turned 25 in a month.
0: I've not lived with my parents since I was in high school.
1: That's almost seven years. That's so- crazy.
0: It's going to be – I'm, like, really – I mean, I'm really close with them. So even though we haven't lived in the same state, like, it's not going to be a crazy transition, I'm assuming. But, I mean, living under the same roof again, that's going to be – that's going to be interesting. It
1: will be interesting.
0: And it'll be so they're moving to Arizona where we live, and they'll be eventually finding their own house in Arizona. Yeah. But then Matt keeps saying, he's like, I just want them to stay.
1: It'll be, just, it'll forever. just be nice. Like going <laughs> going to the Suns game last night, I was like, it would be so great if we didn't have to find sitters and we could just be like, hey, we're going to a Suns game. Um, can you watch, you know, our, our babies? It, it's just so convenient for us yeah. to get to go do things, and we trust your parents to watch our kids. I and feel then- a lot
0: of peace as a parent like with my parents watching my baby you know and the thing is it's like it's not like we're forcing them like they want
1: no your mom loves watching yeah they want more than it's kind of i think you get your emotional side from your mother because every time every time we leave you're like after we stay with your parents for a week and we leave your mom cries every time. She, so do I most of the time. But now I think it's like she has such a strong connection to Griffin. Like she she just hates seeing Griffin get older and older without her like being. I know. There.
0: Every time I'm like, Oh, he started doing this, she's like, he's gonna be all grown up by the time we get to Arizona. I'm like, Mom, he won't yeah. even be one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big transition for them. They lived in the same town yeah. their entire lives. The yeah. same small town in Illinois, their entire lives. It's weird. And so there, I think there's a lot of anticipation. So I think that living with us for a little bit is going to be a good transition yeah. for them because it's like, they don't have to figure <laughs> out a new place to live, like all these other totally. things. Um, it's going to be so fun in our hey, house. Should we like it? Sometimes Should we do
1: a shout out for your dad? <laughs> um, Abby's dad is a dispatcher for a trucking company and, yeah, he ne- and he needs a job. So if you are a trucking company owner and you're looking for a dispatcher, Matt Biswell is your guy.
0: He's like a load planner, fleet manager, yeah. any of those types of things. I'm just saying buzzwords because I'm like, no one really knows what their dad does. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> No one knows what their dad does. I don't know what
1: the freak my parents do. So
0: it's like, I'm just going to say the words I've heard him say, fleet manager, dispatcher, Um,
1: And he's done this, shipping. Job, he's done this job his whole life, which, is, which is kind of scary. I'm like, I don't think your dad has ever... Yeah, I mean he's just he's just done the same job in the small town his whole life. So this is big that your parents are moving here. I'm excited. He has a
0: lot of other great qualities though yeah. too that make him a good employee.
1: Yeah. Your dad is a your dad is the best employee.
0: Very dedicated man. You're,
1: like our parents' generation, like your dad does never work misses a day of work.
0: No, he has like so many sick days built up. Doesn't even take them. He won't take. I'm em. like just take a day he's off. He's like and I'm not go. sick. I'm not gonna
1: just say you're sick and just enjoy a day. You have a sick day. Like, he would
0: never. He... <laughs> He has, he's a man of integrity. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I'm so excited because imagine you just like waking up in the morning and we have like family. I don't know. It's going to be really sweet. And I think that it's really something that's not that uncommon in the past, but now it's like, sounds so, it's, it's so weird nowadays. Well, what I
1: told Abby is like, it'll be so nice being, being at the NBA game last night. I was like, what if we like stayed out and like, went to the club or like went dancing or something <laughs> like we could stay up late and like do pretend that we're i don't know parents without kids for for a night and then like we could sleep in the next day because your parents are there to watch our babies you know and we we fully trust them we fully yeah we know and that they're on gonna the be flip okay. side like because we'll... i think for you to do fun things right now it's scary for you to do fun things you're like what about my babies like what who's gonna watch my baby who's gonna take care yeah. of my baby but having family, it's like, hey, we can we can sleep until noon after a uh, you know after some fun Friday night festivities because we know that family's there.
0: Yeah, and on the flip side of that too, it's like having extra hands in the house. It's like, oh, maybe someone could make a run to the grocery store, and I can just like stay back with my babies and not yeah. like have to leave and do you know little errands. Like just more hands in the house will just I don't know. Yeah. I think it's gonna be so joyful. Yeah, there probably will be uh, unexpected hiccups though.
1: How are you feeling today? <laughs> that was a big that was a big change of uh pace. But like I I wanna I don't know, I feel know good. How you're feeling, you're feeling I mean, good.
0: Sometimes, I've been getting a lot of stomach aches recently. Yeah. We got
1: some good sleep last night, so I feel like you're yeah, probably feeling I'm
0: feeling good. rested. That's good. I just had a cup of coffee today,
1: I think so. this week is gonna be a way better week than last week.
0: It's gotta be. I mean It has
1: to be. What we, happens there's only up from last week, right?
0: Yeah, one of us just moves out. I guess. Oh I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I am so excited for our upcoming podcast episodes. We have some. We have some things in the works for some really cool guests to come on. So wait, let's I don't know if, say
0: when the weeks are. Well,
1: we don't know. We're still oh, planning okay. it out. So we got some really really cool guests coming on the on the show. It's gonna be a blast. And uh, I just I love interviewing people. I'm such a curious person. I don't person.
0: know who freaking gave us. What? Like what makes us able to have these kinds of guests?
1: I don't freaking know, dude. I'm just kinda of going along with like it. Like if
0: you would have told me this, I would have Yeah. Even now I'm like shocked. But if well, we you had, especially would have told me this like
1: Oh yeah, we thirty years
0: a, ago, i have been like, Wait what?
1: We had a big celebrity reach out and they yeah, we had someone reach out big, big celebrity. And I'm just like, What? Like, are you kidding me? So it's cool. I can't believe this. I hope I don't I'm, say anything
0: stupid. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm cracking, I'm crap my pants over here. But uh, what if I just, cry? What if you cry? No, I don't want to okay. cry on it. It's okay. No,
0: not with the celebrity on. Anyway, I cannot.
1: We love you guys. Make sure that you hit the like button and subscribe. Again, it really helps us out a lot. Just
0: because we quickly read a review.
1: Oh yeah, what a, what's a good review that we had Let's this week?
0: See. Well, we could read a bad one too. Read, oh know. yeah,
1: read the one at the top. Whether it's good or bad, read the read the very first okay, review that pops risky. up. Here
0: we go amazing five stars i love the podcast you guys are so nice and kind the podcast is my favorite thing to listen to
1: wow thank you so much
0: thanks guys so much really yeah. really when we see you in person too and say you say you yeah. listen to the podcast it's like it's dope the sweetest thing it's ah, oh, it makes yeah. me so happy so we really appreciate you
1: we'll see you in the next step have a
0: great day
1: as always three two one
0: peace, peace out, out dudes, dudes. <laughs>